Welcome to the Writer Dojo with your host, Steve Diamond. Hey. And Larry Correa. I fought in two world wars and countless smaller ones on three continents. I led thousands of men into battle with everything from horses and swords to artillery and tanks. I've seen the headwaters of the Nile and tribes of natives no white man had ever seen before. I've won and lost a dozen fortunes, killed many men, and loved only one woman with a passion of flea like you could never begin to understand. That's who I am. Today's episode, the State of the Dojo Address. 2023. Welcome, everybody, to the Rider Dojo. This is our first episode of Season 4. Season 4. We've managed to survive that long, Larry. We did it. Yeah. We did it. I, I It's kind of crazy that we've been doing this for this long. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, let's see, as of August of 2022... That was a year's worth of episodes because we do this every week. We have missed one week. Yeah, one week because Larry almost died. Well, it was no surgery. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> his beard did die, though. It was rough. I had to sh- I'm still, I'm here. We're recording this episode. I still have stubble. Yeah, it's, it's a frightening thing. I'm everyone. trying not to let any pictures of me escape into it's, the wild. It's like when you're swimming in the ocean and... You worry about that shark circling you, and you, you stare down into those depths, and you worry that, you worry about what's going to stare back at you. It's not your own, it's not your own mortality, it's the madness that's you, staring back at you. Since I started doing movie quotes, what we should have did for the episode one, State of the Dojo, is I should have did the uh, Quint, um, Jaws, li- black eyes, lifeless eyes, like a doll's eyes. I should have did that for you. We'll save that for the next horror episode. There we go. Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah, so this this uh, need so a bigger we, boat. Well, what we started doing uh, last season was we would have a state of the dojo kind of report for you guys yeah. to see what we're at and what we've accomplished. And last time we did this, we we talked a little bit about our goals yeah. uh, and what for the season. Yeah. Uh, personally, uh, on the podcast and also on the um, writing, on our writing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's actually, dude, twenty twenty two. Dude, freaking awesome. We killed it. As far as goals to go? Got quite a bit done. Yeah, I got a lot done, you dude. Got, you got a lot done. And I mean, you know, I mean, I just, all I had to do was give up my day job. <laughs> all I had to do was get laid off. Steve Steve is currently unemployed. Uh, as of this recording. As of the recording. He's being the full-time author thing right yeah. now, whether he likes it or not, which is actually pretty good because actually uh, a lot of people don't quit the day job to be a writer. Uh, but if the choice is made for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it's been. It's it's interesting. Um and and we'll we'll talk about we'll we'll do an episode. Maybe we'll do that towards the very beginning of of season, you know, episode 2 or 3 of season 4 since we're here. Um and I've got all the time in the world. Uh you know, we we can talk about some of the learning experience that I've had with yeah. it. It's it's really interesting. And and I'd be interested to hear to hear your side of this too. Well, because I realized, I, I, I didn't realize how long it up. I've been a full-time writer for nine years. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't realize this. So that's been quite a while for me. And so I have a routine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically that's almost a decade of yeah. doing nothing but being a full-time writer. I know. I mean, in that whole time, you've, you know, George Martin has written like two whole books. Oh, no, just one. No. Just one whole book. Yeah. Man. I've written twenty. If, if only, if only you were as prolific as him. Right? I've written twenty-three novels, I think, since this last one came out. Yeah. Well, to start, we actually do have some interesting statistics um, that were sent over to us by producer Jack. Yeah, you, you guys might have seen some of these in the in the Writer Dojo Facebook group. And beginning of the season, it's a good time to remind you all that we do have a Facebook group. It's uh, the the one thing that I keep seeing in the Facebook group, Larry, that that cracks me up. It's this like, like casual bewilderment at, at how how helpful everybody actually is. Yeah, everyone's like, so like, what? This group's actually really helpful. And we're like, well, yeah. Okay, so when, <laughs> for the record, producer Jack is who came up with the idea for the Facebook group, mm-hmm. and and the reason being is so many people were complaining about um, other writers groups on the internet just basically sucking, just being woke, garbage, awful, horrible, mean people, and people just like trying or, to get each other in trouble. Or constant and shilling. Constant shilling. Yeah. Um, 
And it's interesting. So we just decided we were going to take the same philosophy that we have on this show of just, no, it's just nuts and bolts, business, be cool. Uh, we're not your dad. I'm not going to solve your problems. I'm not going to moderate your speech. No. People wind it. We've had a few people flounce, get all butthurt. Yeah. We had, yeah. a, we had a couple guys like in the Facebook. So I guess this is the recap for the season. We had That's true because the fa- the Facebook group did just start in 2022. Yeah. We had we had some people like try to do the thing like they would try to like emotionally manipulate people like they do in other writers groups. And they're like then they come crying to the mods and the mods are like me and Steve and and Jack and then people who volunteered like Emma and Jesse and just completely merciless. Yeah, they're just like, "Yeah, go pan sand." Yeah, they're like, "Whatever, dude." Buzz off. And, I, and they're just like crying to me. And I'm like, dude, I, do I look like your father? Do I look like your dad? I don't give a crap. You guys are grownups. If somebody if somebody makes you upset, block them. I don't care. It's no skin off my nose. But if you could, if you want to come in there and say stupid crap and start like your own, like we've had people come in like, well, Tolkien is overrated. And I'm just like, okay. Have you, fun. Have fun with that one. You fell on that grenade. <laughs> have fun. And then they come crying, people are being mean to me. It's like, dude, you, you said Tolkien is yeah. overrated in a writer's group. I mean- <laughs> you reap of, your whirlwinds. Of, of all the complaints you can make about that dude, that's not the one. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, you feel free to join us on there, guys. Uh, it's actually been a lot of fun, uh, and people are remarkably helpful. We we have we've assembled somehow um, an extremely wide range of knowledgeable people on like all sorts of crazy, ridiculous subjects. Yeah. And and people like we have. Indie authors, trad authors, like hybrid authors, people who have had wild success at all three of those, and and they're very open. Yeah, and we had a lot. It's of, awesome. We've had a lot of people disagree on topics. It's actually oh. interesting that I don't know. I, I I I've I've read people's opinions, and I wow, I don't know. Like um, that this we're in a business where there isn't like one true path, so it's interesting to see people debate this stuff. Yeah. It's been, it's actually been really it's been a lot of fun. So come check it out. Uh, hopefully, it's useful to you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these are the stats that producer Jack sent to us. Um, keep in mind this is from beginning of December, so we will have three episodes additional to this. Yeah, I think yeah, three more. That sounds right. Okay, so the first statistic here for the Writer Dojo is you created one thousand eight hundred and eighty nine minutes of new content. That's a lot. That's a lot of talking. We've talked, we talked a lot this year, guys. Holy crap. <laughs> Seriously. That's more than 98% of other creators in the education category. That's a little sad to me, actually. I think, honestly, like when I look at some of these stats, keep in mind most podcasts, it's probably like anything else is like Sturgeon's Law, you know, 90% of everything is crap. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know? So how many podcasts were created uh, that like I don't know, never man. got I off mean, the ground. Well, it, it says specifically in the education subsec sub sub segment, right? So, but man, there's so many. There are so many theoretically educational podcasts, and and that we created more content than than ninety eight percent of all of other educational podcasts. One, I mean, high five to us, right? Like, but. But also, I'm like, like guys, like, can you can you educate harder? Come on, man. This is this is why America's yeah. public schools suck. That's what the it's, it's like when uh, we have the statistic. You know, when we look at the statistics, we break down publishing, and it's like you know, there's a 99.99 percent rejection rate. Oh yeah. But keep in mind, 99.8 percent of that is garbage anyway. So <laughs> That's it's not so like true. That's really true. I yeah. mean, honestly, like, so we're like, oh, this is a business. Keep in mind, you're, you're competing against people who submitted their manuscripts in crayon, okay? Yeah, they were all Marines, by the way. <laughs> I ain't touching that one. <laughs> I'm, I was a civilian contractor, man. I don't, I don't get involved in the holy wars. <laughs> all right. Here's another statistic for us. It's kind of interesting. The Writer Dojo was heard in 58 countries. That's rad. That is actually kind of crazy. Uh, your top five were United States. Not a surprise. Yeah, that's no shocking. Canada. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. United Kingdom. Makes sense. English, English, English. Australia. English, 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 English. Germany. Oh, that's weird. I have no idea. Yeah. So. I mean, why Germany? I don't know. When it says 58 countries too, I wonder if that's like, 
You know, you got like most of them United States, Canada, and so on. And then so you forth. have like one expat in uh, in like Nicaragua. Like one dude in Nicaragua is listening. <laughs> so is that like one country? Because we have one guy. It's probably dudes on military bases. Yeah. Hey man, shout out to our one listener in Nicaragua. We love you. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's an interesting stat though. Uh, here's another one. Your podcast was in the top ten percent most shared globally. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, that that's more of. That's more of a statement to our listeners. Well, yeah. You know what? Honestly, guys, we have uh, much, much appreciation for you guys telling your friends. Oh, yeah. We're, we, are, we are constantly, I mean, we're growing slow, but we're growing constant. We've actually, this last year, we should, we actually, before we did this episode, we should have actually grabbed the- oh, um, yeah. That would have been really interesting to yeah. see the end of 2021 stats well, well i know talking to jack we have actually grown we've grown a lot a lot yeah uh we've had like slow steady growth this whole time which you know hey much appreciated guys and it's all because of you guys telling your friends and uh hopefully you guys are getting stuff out of this we hear from people all the time that this is actually helping you write yeah and it's helping you get stuff done so oh, yeah. yeah that's what I we're mean, here for i i think one of the biggest uh there there was a thread the other day um and by the other day as of t- as of time of recording i think it was i think it was our boy rick that did this I think he said something, he, he he put a post out there asking like, what, since it was the end of the year, it was a reaction to, to these numbers. He said, what's, what, what have you, what have you learned from the writer dojo this year? And the responses to it were really cool because there was, there was, it was everywhere. It was so varied. I, I missed that one. That was that one I was down with no surgery. Yeah, that's right. It was really cool. I mean, it was everything from like. Do just sit in your chair and write to, oh, this is how I can network to, oh, that's really interesting. That So, so cool. I need to think about like how to write this, this story this way. Um, I, I've had so many people um, uh, message me or post or, or tag me in posts on in, in the Facebook group saying, hey, what you did actually helped. And when we were in FenCon, um, I had, there was a number of Writer Dojo listeners there and so many of them came up and talked to me and were saying stuff like, hey, you know, you and Larry, you guys, you guys are making a difference to me. You guys are making, are making it so that I feel like I can write. You know, honestly, that's that's awesome. awesome. That's what we're here for. That's what we started doing this. Um, I just, I wish, I wish that. I mean, I, the, the person, the person that the, there's two people, the two people that made me feel like I could write were Brandon and you. And I wish that I'd had something like, like this podcast to listen to on a week to week basis that could have helped me like it did. Now I'm fortunate in that I, uh, you know, when I was really trying to starting, right, like I worked with you. So I would just ask you questions during the day. I'm like, yeah. hey, Larry, stop doing important work stuff. No one cares about government contracting. Answer my question, dang it. Yeah, the DOD can wait. <clears throat> you know, and, you know, it's it's really cool to me that that you and I are able to pass on lessons that we've learned and lessons that we're still learning. I think that's really, really cool. Honestly, you know, we learned a lot of this stuff through like blood, sweat, and tears. Literally. And so if there's some lessons that I could pass along to help out another writer, you know, because we've talked about this before on the show. This was my, you know, one of my things I hit a lot this last year is the rising tide lifts all boats. A lot of writers get this attitude that if like you're successful, it took a dollar. If you made a dollar, I lost a dollar. The the bad zero-sum game mentality. Yeah, that's just crap. And I, I, I think that... Our entire industry needs help. Our entire industry, we could all boost each other. We could all promote each other. We could all help each other. We just need to get more people reading and buying books. And how are we going to do that? By giving them quality stuff yeah, to choose from. And, you know, there's guys out there churning out garbage. And, hey, more power to you. If you're making a living, I'm not going to judge you. Good for you. But I'm trying to help people, like, you know, get good stuff and get it out there. I got one last interesting stat. All right. Let's hear it. Well, actually, two stats before we go to break. Uh, Writer Dojo is in the top 5% of most followed podcasts. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I Once again, that's probably going back to Sturgeon's Law, you know, the 90%. Sure. So, uh, honestly, that's pretty cool, though, because, you know, there's 
there's a lot of really good podcasts out there. there. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. But, you know, look, if you're following us and you're liking what we're doing and then you're you're sharing that, which one, which was one of the previous stats, I mean, gosh, I, I can't tell you. Back from my bookstore days, word of mouth matters. Um, when you have people like repping your work for you and and basically telling other people, yeah, look, these guys are awesome. You should you should be listening to this podcast. That's pretty awesome. That's that's really good. You're that that you're that that there's so many of you out there who are telling your friends and telling your family and whatever, like, hey, these guys are awesome. I'm following these guys. Well, that's great. Of, one of the things I'm looking at too is thinking about this is we've we've talked about this before on the show is we never expected we'd have like millions of listeners because no. this is a writing podcast for writers. It's for people who want to be writers or for readers who want to see how the sausage is made. And yeah. We actually. Surprisingly, have a bunch of readers who just like to listen to me and you babble. They find yeah, comfort yeah. in that, and I'm like, "Hey, I know whatever makes you happy." I, I almost uh, when you were when you were down with the with the snoot injury, uh, I dang near showed up to uh, to the studio to just blab for thirty minutes <laughs> just for the heck of it, just to you just, could. just to do something. We wouldn't have missed an episode. No, then. I know. I probably should streak. have, but I was very tired, and um, and I like being in my pajamas now. Oh yeah, yeah. I man, I played nothing but Call of Duty for the last two weeks while I was recuperating. I just sat <laughs> on the couch. Um, but like honestly, I, I figure you know, so it's already a small group of people out of all the people in the world who are uh, aspiring authors and authors. That's a small group as it is, and then we're taking the percentage of those who want to listen to a writing podcast. You know, so the fact that it's as big as it is, that's pretty freaking awesome, and well, it's growing. And there's and there's still so much room to grow. I mean, I, I know the listenership of, of a couple other really, really popular podcasts in the writing realm. There's a lot of room for us to grow. There's oh, a yeah. lot of people out there that want to hear, like, they, they want to hear the nuts and the bolts, and they want to hear the fun stories, and they want to hear the, the bad stories. Well, and we've tried really hard not to bag on other other writing podcasts, but, mm-hmm. like, we all know what we're talking about here, where some have just gone woke and super annoying and preachy and bossy and telling you guys what you can't do. Me and Steve are here to tell you guys what you can do. Yeah, which is whatever the frick you want. Yep. Whatever you guys can get away with. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's have fun, make art. That's what we're here for and get paid. So that's what we're here for. So we're not going to tell you any rules. Like We're not going to tell you don't, you know, hurt this guy's feelings or whatever. I'm I'm not going to get into that. Nope. So last statistic before we go to break. Listeners scored your podcast 4.8. Nice. I'm hoping that's out of five. It's out of 20. Oh. 4.8 out of 10. Oh. oh. No, it's four. So I'm assuming that's out of five stars. That's out of five. Yeah, that's out of five. Tom Stranger would be dissatisfied by that, but well, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming because there's always going to be those one-star reviews where people are just like- They're probably still mad at me for like, you know, being too quiet in one episode or you being too loud in one episode. And then the next episode, us being flipped- yeah, there's always like somebody's gonna complain about the sound just because that's like the nature yeah. of the beast. But we do what Look, we can. You know, you know, when it comes to podcasty stuff, uh, we're remarkably clear on our stuff because of because of our of our good bro Craig Nibo. Oh yeah, big big shout out to Craig Nibo since we're doing yep. our first episode. We're here you know, using Craig's studio and his well, equipment. Well, and, and and a lot of the stats, a lot of these stats, I do believe, are as a result of him allowing us to use like professional equipment in a great studio. Um, so a big shout out to, to our boy, Craig Nibo. Love that guy so much. Um, and look, be grateful because you saw what happened when I edited a few episodes back in 2021. It was a bad day. Um, now granted, I think I, I think I could do better now, but I mean, I don't want to because Jack's better at it. Yeah, so much, big, much big, better at it. Big shout out to producer Jack. Yeah, Jack who, actually makes us sound really good. Without who this show would not exist. We sound so much better than like ninety eight percent of the podcasts out there because well, we. Now that I got my nose surgery, I'm going to sound even better. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to continue with the 2023 State of the Dojo Address. What part of the Second Amendment don't you understand? That's the question posed by award-winning New York Times bestselling author and professional firearms instructor Larry Curia. Me. 
bringing with him the practical experience that comes from having owned a high-end gun store. And as a competitive shooter and self-defense trainer, Korea blasts apart the emotion-laden, logic-free rhetoric of the gun control fanatics who turn every mass shooting into a crazed call for violating your rights, abusing the Constitution, and doing absolutely nothing to really fight crime. In his essential new book, In Defense of the Second Amendment, Korea reveals why gun-free zones are more dangerous for law-abiding citizens, how the Second Amendment does indeed include your right to own an AR-15, and why that's not an outdated concept, why red flag laws don't work and can be easily abused and ignore a much more commonsensical approach to keeping guns out of the wrong hands. The insanity of criminal justice reform, the freeze dangerous criminals and gun reform that penalizes your right to self-defense. How can we return to a society that has a safe and healthy relationship with guns as we had for most of our history? Believe me, I've heard every argument relating to gun control possible. I can show you how to defend your rights. Urgent, informed, and vitally important information for whoever owns a gun, or is thinking about owning a gun, or who cares about the preservation of our constitutional rights, in defense of the Second Amendment is a landmark book of enduring importance. Coming January 24th from Regnery. All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, so, we went over all the statistics. Turns out it's pretty cool. Turns out it's pretty rad. Um, and a lot of that is thanks to you guys. Uh, all you listeners out there, thank you so much. So, last time, uh, very beginning of the year, uh, in 2022, we kind of talked about a little bit of what our goals were and stuff. New Year's resolutions. Yeah, kind of the New Year's resolution. We might as well do the same sort of thing. Yeah, let's but hold be- ourselves accountable. Yeah, but, but, but before we talk about what our goals for 23 are, I kind of want to talk about, like, a lot of the cool projects that we put out in 22. So... Um, the, the big one obviously was March, March 1st, I think March 2nd, something like that of 2022 servants of war came out rad, freaking rad. Thank you guys. All the, all you guys who, who bought it and read it, uh, and you know, a special saintly thank you to all of those who reviewed it. Um, that book, uh, because of your readership, because of your reviews, stuff, stuff like that, you know, Larry and I got greenlit on the sequel. And so that's. I mean, once we go into what we're doing in 2023, that's one of the big deals that we're doing there. Um, thank you so much for buying and reading that book. And for, man, um, our uh, our reviews are really, really stinking good on that book. Yeah, we did good on that one. Yeah. So very pleased with that. That was the big thing um, for last year was getting that all done yep. and ready. And let's see. So personal accountability for 2022. I didn't get as much done as I hoped as far as total word count. Uh, I had a lot of stuff come up in 2022 that was tough. Like we had a... Like, oh, yeah. It was a hard year. We, behind the scenes, had a couple health scares. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I joked about my surgery, but that was, that's not a big deal. That's not the health scare. That wasn't the health scare. We had, in my no. family, we had a major cancer-related thing yep. that was a uh, kick in the balls. It worked out great. Everybody's fine now. Everybody's okay. safe. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. But that, that messed me up for several months. Yep. But overall though, I was going to say still in the, good. in the middle of that, yeah. you got asked to write a random book okay. out of nowhere and you wrote it in a month. Uh, so actual in like three weeks actually. books that got done was we finished Servants of War at the beginning of the year. Yep. Uh, I wrote then Tower of Silence. Yep. Uh, which will be out in April. Correct. And then I wrote a book called In Defense of the Second Amendment, which is my first nonfiction book, which was totally unplanned. I did not think I was going to be doing that at the beginning of 2022. That was a plan. That was that, that was that wasn't even on the radar. Uh, that popped up fast because of a Supreme Court decision. Yep. I got I got that offer to write that, and uh, I wrote that very quickly. Uh, it will be out in January. So by the time that this airs, you guys, it will be out in a couple of weeks called In Defense of the Second Amendment. I also wrote a novella in there called um, Lost Planet Homicide, Ghosts of Zenith, which will be debuting on Audible, I believe, in January also. Oh, I, nice. Hopefully we'll have dates now, <laughs> I've, pretty I've, soon. I've read this. Um, in, in a previous episode, we talked about how oftentimes Larry sends me stuff and I don't read it. Um, when he sends me novella stuff, I'm always like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I have time to read this. And then I open the document anyway, and I end up reading it that night, well, you which know, is what happens. 20,000 words. That's, that's not long. You know, that's, that's, that's just a couple hours for me. Um, so, 
Uh, I've read this. It's very, very good. Um, then the other thing for me was I did a couple short stories. I'm just trying to remember them. I actually did a short stories for that's uh, to be in Czech, and I did a Monster Hunter oh, International yeah. story for the yeah, Czechs. That's right. Because they're actually doing a licensed MHI anthology of all Czech Monster Hunter stories. I think that's really neat. That's really rad. And the thing is, my American readers are never going to read it because it's all in Czech. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. So I did a story for that. I did a couple of the short stories this year, and I'm drawing a blank on what they are. Uh, and, let's um, see. Er, uh, I feel like earlier in the year. Oh gosh, I had. Uh, you had. More uh, fatal. I had the um, second one. Yeah, no game for nights came out. Right. Um, so yes, uh, I, I so I edited an anthology. Uh, Wrote a story and edited an anthology. Yeah, uh, and for and had that. And I'm currently working on the. Well, actually, this is getting into the future though. So that, that's what I had for 2022. So two books, a novella, and I think probably two or three short stories. Yeah. So by my standards, eh, okay, not good. Um, but like I said, I had probably a couple months there of just uh, life was, uh, I, I didn't get any writing done. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. what it was. Yeah, it was what it was. But, you know, whatever. It'll be fine. No, it, it worked out great, so. Oh, yeah. Um, I, 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 I think that you... Outside looking in, I feel like your year ended real strong. Yeah. Um, between, I mean, those last couple months between writing, you know, finishing off Tower of Silence, Defense of the Second Amendment was was wrapped up and had just killer pre-order numbers. Oh, yeah. So, so you guys know, um, please like killer, pre-order that. Killer pre-order numbers. Because I want to make, because I, I don't make the New York Times bestseller list anymore, even though I should, numbers-wise. <laughs> so I want this, I want to rub this one in their face. Yeah. Um, when they when they don't put me on the New York Times bestseller list, I this has already got New York Times bestseller numbers based off of just the beginning of the pre-order. Yeah. So I please pre-order this book because I want to rub it in their face faces that they're just that dishonest yep plus well, let's be honest the target audience um not making the new york times list when you should is more valuable to me from a, as a marketing tool to this target audience yeah than making the list yeah that's true so that actually be doing me a disservice by putting me on there <laughs> <laughs> but then again it's, 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 i don't make the fiction list anymore even though i should so it's actually kind of funny. So I'm going to be curious to see if it's the same people that run both. Do they have like I don't know. Do they have post-it notes on the wall of names of authors like hey screw this guy? You know, am I on both walls? Am I on the fiction and nonfiction oh, wall? Dang. I don't know. Are there any Twitter files about this? <laughs> oh dang. Jeez, I don't know, man. Okay. All right. So for me, yeah, it I... was a weird freaking year. So yeah, it was. Um, you know, obviously March was awesome. Because of of servants of war, um, also right around that same time, my short story collection, What Hellhounds Dream, yep. came out. So that was awesome. Um, I wrote a few short stories. wrote uh, wrote one with you for uh, an upcoming anthology. <gasps> I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, for uh, Weird Wars, three, three. Weird Wars three China, Weird World Wars three China. Sean Hazlitt's the editor for it. By the way. Dude gave really good edits. Sean's a really, really good editor. Good story. Um, and that story is awesome. Yeah, it was very awesome. Um, it's it's uh, very loosely, it's kind of loosely based on uh, on an Octin Cthulhu campaign I ran for everybody. We did steal a lot of. We bets. stole from it, um, especially character names. So all of our all of our fellas that were in that uh, in that campaign, your your names are probably in there. Um, that story is really cool wrote uh i wrote my christmas story about spec ops santa <laughs> i would say it's the weirdest story i've ever been asked to write but i just got another request the other day that's so weird i have to say yes to it cool it's i'll tell you off air it's 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 so hilarious awesome. um and then uh let's see and then i wrote uh i wrote a story for the third noir fatal anthology yep and that's my first story in my werewolf cop uh, universe. It's called, well, currently it's called A Devil's Bargain. Um, theory crafted a few things, went to Gen Con, made some really, really cool connections, which was awesome, um, that are probably going to turn out to mean something. Um, really, really neat. Cool. And then, uh, and then I didn't do a lot. 
because my day job got really, really rough and crappy. Um, and we, we've talked about this in previous episodes, how, look, sometimes, I mean, you know, feeding your family and making sure that you, you're providing for your family is a little bit more important than writing a short story. Um, and things got really, really bad. And then uh, very beginning of November, I walk into my office uh, and I get called into an, I get called into another meeting early and they're, I go in and they're like, yeah, we've decided to restructure. Today's your last day. So I got laid off at the very beginning of November. The part Steve's leaving off here is that uh, his company got bought out. Well, we did. Okay. So, yeah. so December of 2021, um, literally it was the 23rd of December. Um, or maybe it was the 24th of December. We got bought out by a private equity company. Now for legally type reasons, um, I'm not going to share any of my feelings on how things went down, uh, towards the end. Can I? Because, uh, <laughs> I've, I've signed my, my severance that I received was wholly dependent on me being very either quiet or neutral. Okay. So, um, but if you hunt around in the Facebook groups, you'll, Larry says things. I well, because Steve's not the only guy that works there that I, or worked there that I know. So nope, there were there are quite a few people uh, who worked there that got laid off as well. Uh, they laid off about twenty percent of their workforce. It was very it was very red wedding. It was very red wedding. Um, and the day and the day before the the day before the I got laid off, an email went out changing their um, their weapons at work policy. <laughs> And I was the only one, I'm the only one that got laid off that actually carried. I'm like, oh, you guys are like targeting me um, on this weapons policy. No pun intended. So, so I got laid off and uh, it's very, I, I, I texted Larry like within, I think an hour of getting laid off. Uh, and then you called me right away. Uh, and here's the weird thing. I didn't, I was a little pissed off. Um, when it happened, I wasn't sad. I wasn't depressed about it. And I, and I think that it would have been really easy and people would have even given me a pass. I think if I'd have been like, I'm going to mope for a while. Yeah. Um, I did take a few days to decompress from, and just figure out what the crap was happening. Uh, but, um, that was like three days. It happened on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. I basically took the rest of the week. Just like, okay, well, this is weird. And then I got to work. So right around then, uh, Tony gave us the go-ahead for uh, for the sequel to Servants of War because Tony Weisskopf is amazing. She is awesome. Um, she's freaking, freaking awesome. And so I listened to the whole entire audiobook of Servants of War. Two things. One, that book's awesome. Two, our narrator's awesome. Right on. Uh, listened to it, took down a bunch of notes. Um, and Larry and I are going to get together when we talk about future stuff and talk about that. Uh, after that, I was like, well, crap. I, I suddenly have a lot of time on my hands, guys. So I sat down and I took my, uh, my draft to the sequel to Residue, which is called Parasite did a massive rewrite and edit on it, completed it, turned it in. It's done. It's in. It's at the publisher. You know, Kevin has it. Kevin Anderson is Kevin Anderson with WordFire Press is the, is the guy. Um, he's like, all right, sweet. So that's turned in. Uh, and then uh, I decided to write a science fiction story, uh, novel. And as of recording this, which is like a month and, I don't know, a month, six weeks, five weeks later of when this is going to air. Uh, I've written nearly 40,000 words on it. Yeah, you do that pretty quick. So that was, so in the span of basically a month, uh, listened to an audiobook, got some ideas, uh, rewrote and edited a sequel to another book, and then have written, I don't know, 40% of a new book all within a month. I got busy. That's good. 
And, and I do have a short story that I have to turn in by December 31st as well, which will be no problem now. Yeah. So. See, this is good. You're making this is crazy. the best of the time that you've got. Like I said, looking back, the most lucrative time of my, mo- most lucrative unemployment of my life is between the gun store and then when, when I went into defense contracting, unemployed for five months. I uh, finished a novel, wrote another novel, and that other novel that I wrote was one of the first things that, I, that blew up huge other than Monster Hunter. Yeah. And launched my career. So so when we when when the year started going and as it was going along, um I I wasn't really on track to any of the goals that I set at the beginning of twenty two. You were working way too many hours. I was working a lot of freaking hours. Yeah, you made a lot of money for other people. I did. It was great for them. <laughs> um and so <laughs> Uh, but at the end of the day, once the year ended, like I hit all of them, I hit all those. In fact, I did more, uh, and, and I have some really kind of neat prospects coming up and so I'm like, well, okay, here we go. That is cool. Um, so now future stuff. Future. What, what are stuff. you? Yeah. What are you working on for? What are you working on for 2023? 2023. So right out the gate, I have the next Monster Hunter memoirs novel, and the memoirs are in the Monster Hunter universe, but they're me and somebody else co-writing together, and they're spinoff stories. And I have the next one's called Fever. This is the Jason Cordova with co-author. Jason right? Cordova. Uh, for you guys that don't know Jason Cordova, he's awesome. He is a great guy, great author. I've known him for a long time. He's. Um, he has been around uh, writing for probably about a decade now, mm-hmm. uh, indie published, and also traditionally published. He's now working for Bayon. Yep. Great guy. And so we've teamed up, and actually we got teamed up for two projects. Uh, first, we're going to do Fever together, see how that grows. But then also, uh, he's going to help me with the next Monster Hunter Files anthology. Oh, nice. I didn't know also, I want to get that started in 2023. Oh, nice. Because the last Monster Hunter Files did... Awesome. I did really uh, good. So that's that's two projects. I have another project after that uh, under contract with Les Johnson. Oh yeah, for yeah. another Monster Hunter memoirs. I don't know exactly when that's going to happen though, because I got to talk to Tony Weisskopf about scheduling. Because after Bloodlines, I left the regular Monster Hunter kind of like you know hanging, and so I got to get to that. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure she wants you to write the new the next mainline. I'm pretty sure because money wise, that's the that's the big oh, yeah. dog. Um, so those are probably the next two projects, and then will be the Les Johnson memoirs. Also in there, I have with you the sequel to Servants of War. So my my usual goal per year is two books per year, and then like usually a novella and some other ancillary stuff, which this year looks like we'll be editing another anthology. Plus I got the third uh, noir anthology with Casey Ezel. That's right. Um, which that will also be done in 2023. Uh, which is called Down These Mean Streets. Mm. I'm we, excited for that one. We've already got most of the stories. We had a couple like weird things happen with some of the authors. We yeah. had to find last-minute fill-ins, oh. um, which we did. And uh, <clears throat> But they, it, just weird stuff happens, happens with some people. It always happens with anthologies. Somebody always has life kick them in the balls. <laughs> I mean, it. just statistically speaking, you get like 12 to 15 stories. Yep. 12 to 15 authors. Something wild's going to happen. Something's going to happen to somebody to screw them up. Yeah, it it happens. Yeah. And so working on that. And uh, so that's what I've got going on. So what I would actually like to get done, like chunk taken out of that, would be two novels. Yep. Which would be Fever and then probably next Mainline Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully uh, with you, because we were supposed to, by the end of the year. Have service to out, yeah. So theoretically I could do three books, but two of those are collaborations and one would be mine. So- Theoretically, in 2023, I should be able to do three books. Yeah. That's the plan. Plus, I imagine another Lost Planet homicide somewhere in there. Probably. Because if I could keep doing one of those every six months or a year, and I would like to eventually, like I said, get... Uh, I love Lost Planet homicide. It's awesome. And plus, I write those really fast. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. I just enjoy, I just love that setting. Yeah, you can tell. I just love it. So um, that's what I've got immediately going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my goal would be... Two to th- well, two and a half to three books. Hopefully, three with two being collabs. I think I could hit three by the end of twenty twenty three. Okay, so I'm I'm hoping that I'll either be completely done uh, as of time. Of the, look, we record these in advance. 
these episodes in advance. I'm hoping that by the time this airs, my science fiction novel's done. Yeah. Oh, and the rate you're going? I'll be pretty close. Yeah, you should be pretty close. At yeah. least getting to like where you're doing the end and the edits. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'll let it sit for a minute because uh, it. Yeah. for me, it's good to let it sit and then come back and then just do a fresh eyeball pass over it and start... I like to percolate, let it percolate for at least a week or two. Yeah. That's usually when I'll go write another short story or exactly. two. Exactly. Give give you some distance. Well, and and you know how I write. I tend to write very terse, um, very kind of Glenn Cookish, um, and so usually on my rewrite is where I, I add in a lot of details. Um, in and and since I'm a I'm a discovery writer, even though I did I, I this this science fiction book's kind of. Um, in the middle of outline versus discovery. It's a really, really light, loose outline. But uh, as I've been writing, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to fix that later. Oh, well. And then I just keep going because I'll fix it later. That's good. That's that's why you my XXX. Yep. So I can go back and find all those. Yeah. And And so I'm I'm hoping to have that done. Give it some time. I'll probably write uh, a short story, like you say, in in the gap. Um, And then... uh, I'm going to go right into the sequel to Servants. Perfect. And if if all the stars align, like my goal is to have that to you by the end of uh, March. That would be baller, actually. Because one, I have time. And two, I'm... I'm I'm really really excited to write this book. Well, see the Cordova book I'm already late on. Like yeah. it should already be done, but I my, that's my own fault for not. I got I got I got Tower of Silence done late and mm-hmm. then the nose surgery screwed me up for Yep. I, 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 for whatever reason, I was like, yeah, other people get wiped out by this surgery and usually wipes them out for 2 or 3 weeks. Some people for a month. I'm like, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. When you were telling me, when you were telling me, like, yeah, it'll be fine in a couple days. I'm like, I'll work work through it. No, you won't. I'll work through it. I have a high pain threshold, and I do have a high pain threshold. However, that doesn't mean that I can write. No. (laughs) Being able to continue a fight for another three to five seconds when everything is going horribly wrong is a lot different than writing for weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Sitting in a chair. Yeah. So I had a business meeting during this. Uh, oh, really? Well, yeah. So when I was still all um, with the splints up my nose, I had a Zoom meeting with oh, uh, with no. with, Re- with Regnery. Uh, it was for marketing for the upcoming gun book. And I was so out of it. I was trying to take good notes of all the stuff I need to do. At one point, though, I had like this 44-ounce soda cup. And I bumped it and spilled it all over my desk and my computer and myself and my notes. While I'm on a Zoom meeting with like six publishing professionals... Um, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, no surgery really screws with everything. So, yeah. So I don't, you guys will remember that in 2021, I had two shoulder surgeries. Yes. And there were a few episodes that I recorded freaking high as a kite cause I was on pain meds. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't remember those episodes. <laughs> you did fine. Um, and then, uh, and then I, I went to, I went back to work too early. Because I was like, I was like, it's fine. I'll just have surgery, yeah. and then I'll, I'll be in a little pain. But you know, I have migraines. That's totally it's totally fine. fine. That was not totally fine. No, I went to work, and I was in so much pain that I was popping oxy. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I was like Boyd Crowder's customers, dude. I was just popping them like candy. Okay, so they gave me, uh, they gave me Percocet, and uh, I didn't take any. Oh, dude, I didn't take any. So. Uh, when I had my nose surgery, I took one Percocet, yeah, I just and took Tylenol. I felt gross, so I, did, I stopped taking it, and then I went to Tylenol. Uh, for the shoulder surgery? No, no. Oh, I no. took they I took mangled. all the pills. They mangled you. Speaking of shoulder surgery, though, we have gun school again. We do in May. In May. Yeah. So Steve yeah, that'll and I be will, fun. We'll probably wind up doing another episode. We will. Well, we will. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, thankfully, uh, I was able to secure uh, a new venue for the in-class portion. Probably won't need it. Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah. John, talk to me. Oh, you, are you? Yep. Okay. I, I got that squared away. Okay, cool. Because my wife is awesome. Oh, your wife is awesome. My wife is amazing. Your wife is amazing. Okay. Those of you who met her at FanCon, you you know I'm telling the truth. Um, So anyway. Okay, good. We've got gun school. That's going to be awesome. Yep, gun school. Um, so uh, we have a few cons. Um, We've got Liberty Con in June, I think. I am guest of honor You're guest at Liberty of honor. Con. I'm going to be there. 
Um, this is your first Liberty Con. This is my right? first Liberty Con. They I'm super fun. stoked. They're a lot of fun. Uh, I got contacted about uh, like programming and stuff the other day. They're they're a hoot. Yeah, so I'm excited about this. And uh, one of the things that you and I have been talking about, um, and we've been picking Jack's brain about this, is um, t- buying correct equipment to take with us for these sorts of shows. Yeah, actually, by the time we go to LibertyCon, that'll give us a chance to get our ducks in a row. Yeah. Oh, and because we're running out of time, but like while we're on this note, um, <clears throat> for supporters of the show, yeah, you guys are helping us out. So we, we you can support through Anchor, Writer Dojo, for as little as ninety nine cents a month, or five dollars a month, or ten dollars a month, or whatever you want to do. And you know, if we're giving you guys entertainment, like we said, eighteen hundred <laughs> minutes of entertainment. Minutes. Good grief! You know, if you guys want to support the show, that helps us. Uh, we take that money and uh, we'll use that for equipment. We'll use that for microphones, laptop, whatever yep. we need. And also, like I said, I, I uh, you know give some to you guys, and so Steve can buy brisket. That's right. That's right. It's it's really cool because the you supporters out there are literally helping us make the podcast better. Um, we've we've uh, we've given back in a few different ways, whether it's early access to the MHI merch store and uh or you know like i wrote an original short story for you guys one time um or our most recent perk that we sent out was um like nearly sixty thousand words of fiction that larry and i wrote together back when we were young authors we were proto authors yeah um i mean larry larry was already getting pretty good in in, in a big deal i was i was like a guppy (laughs) um but that was like 60,000 words. Like, that's a lot. That was a lot. And so, like, you know, we're, we're giving back and we're giving back and, and we're going to do more. Um, I I had recorded me doing um, a brisket and those those videos got effed up. So um, all that means is that I'll just have to record another one. Oh, well, we'll all survive um, and I'll get brisket. Yeah, the last brisket you made for UFC Ooh, night. That oh, was a good gosh. one. Yeah. I got that. That was on my new smoker right before I got laid off. So uh, <laughs> hindsight, I'm like, well, that was a lot of money I could have used to push me out another little bit. But dang, that brisket's good. Yeah. Well, that was a good brisket. We bought the we bought the meat because I had I had a bunch of people coming over for yeah. UFC night and we just we, we watched fights and ate mm-hmm. ate meat and that was actually kind of awesome. It was good. Yeah, um, it was good. I did. It was one of my first cooks on on my new smoker, oh, and the, it was uh, it was brisket and pork shoulder. The ends that came off oh, when you first cut it. Were those were so some good. Of the best beef. I mean, that was like so good. Uh, for those of you who are curious, um, one, I am not sponsored by a Camp Chef, though I would like to be. Um, cause I'm, I like religiously evangelize them, but, uh, it's the, uh, woodwind pro is what I got. It has this cool, like smoke box function. Anyway, it's freaking rad. It adds extra smoke to it that you wouldn't normally get because it's a pellet smoker. It's freaking rad. Um, and now I have two smokers. I, I don't know what to do with the other one. So anyway, um, I, yeah. I, I do plan on smoking a lot of meat this year. Um, I'm glad I bought that like quarter cow earlier in the year. Priorities. I know, right? Um, that's what we're eating right now. So we have a lot coming up this year. Um, and the thing is, most of my like big projects, I plan on having more or less done by March. Um, and then there'll be a pretty long gap from from when I finish that especially, say, Servants of War II. Um, I'll finish that, give it to you. You'll do your magic on it and send it back to me. There's going to be a gap there. And so depending on my employment situation, I don't, I don't know where I'll be at. I don't know what I'll be doing. Um, hopefully, I don't know, if things all go all, all roses on me, then you know I'll still be writing full-time. But if that works out, um, I'm hoping to do Werewolf Cop too. That'd be cool. Because I'm very excited by that. Um, writing the short story really made me excited for that project. Well, the stuff that you're passionate about comes easier. Oh, yeah, It's kind of like me writing Lost Planet Homicide mm-hmm. right now because I'm so enthusiastic about it. Yeah. 20,000 words in a week, not, not a problem. big deal. Yeah, know? not a problem. Because I'm enthusiastic. Like, boom, there it is. 
Um, there's some sword and sorcery projects coming up. That's cool. I, you told me a little bit about that. That's very cool. And uh, they've they've been more or less given the green light. Um, so and and I've already been approached. That's, so that's going to be awesome. Um, you'll be approached shortly. Um, so it's it's very cool. I'm excited for that because I love that stuff. Um, I mean, you and I are both massive Howard fans. Oh yeah, massive. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's going to be a really interesting year. Um, Liberty Con's coming up. We're excited for that. Um, I might be going up to, uh, Miss Con up in Missoula again because their theme is like horror and monsters. Oh yeah. You should yeah. totally do that. Uh, and, and our boy Brennan is, is telling me I need to get up there. Brennan's a good dude. Yeah. Him and, him and Emma are awesome. So, uh. Speaking of which, real fast, thank, thank you to our moderators. Our moderators. You who, guys are awesome. Who, thank you so much. Yeah, Jesse and Emma and Brennan and, oh my gosh, who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting somebody. I know there's another moderator. I'm a terrible person. I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> we'll get you. It's late and I had no surgery. Yeah. It's, I'm, I just don't know anything anymore. This is the so, fourth episode we've recorded tonight. Yeah. We're both, <laughs> we're both a little tired. Um. I mean, but, you know, it's like one of the first days I've worn pants for this long in like a month. So whatever. So with that happy note, um, everybody, thank you so much. Again, thank you to our supporters. You guys help, you, you know, you guys are going to help us get the equipment that we need to take the show on the road and to be, uh, to record even better from home in, you know, when those situations arise. And, uh, and remember, um, yeah, look. If, if you want to become a supporter, you get a bunch of perks. We've talked about them. There's going to be even more. And, uh, and we're, excited to, uh, we're excited to continue this. Season 4 is going to be pretty cool. Going to get some, going to get some pretty cool guests on this, this time um, that, that I think that a lot of you have been asking for. We have a really cool idea for one that uh, we, have to, we have to kind of ask around and see if, if this person would be willing to come on. I'm not sure if he, I'm not sure if he can or, or is able to. But we'll see. So anyway, thank you again. That is uh, that is the state of the dojo address for the start of season four, start of of 2023. Thank you all very much. Happy New Year. We'll see you on the next one. Writer Dojo is Steve Diamond and Larry Korea. Produced by Jack Wilder and Bear and Hair Studios. Theme song, Word Mercenaries by Craig Nivo. New episodes come out every Wednesday, wherever you stream your content. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can help support us by going to anchor.fm slash writerdojo, by leaving a five-star rating and review, and by helping to spread the word. To advertise on the Writer Dojo, email ads at writerdojo.com. All questions and comments can be emailed to questions at writerdojo.com. Aw, oh, dang. Are there any Twitter files about this?